everyone, this is Nick, Bud's podcast manager. When Bud launched the Constipated Christian back in October of 2021, his goal was to help Christians live out their faith. Since launching, the Constipated Christian has had over 1,000 plays, 55 episodes, and countless stories of people living out their faith. For the month of July, Bud will be out on the prowl, as he put it, looking for guests to join him on the podcast. That being said, if you or someone you know has a personal story about living out your faith and would like to share it with our audience, I want to invite you to email Bud Browning at theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Again, that's theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. We'll also have a link to that email in the show notes. Today's episode is a replay of episode number six. In this episode, Bud interviews Alexis Juarez. During their discussion, they talk about the origins of the name, The Constipated Christian. With that out of the way, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Bud, and I want to welcome you to The Constipated Christian. Uh, we are the podcast that focuses on ways to act out our faith rather than keeping everything we've learned in church or read, or read in the Bible to ourselves and not sharing it with anyone. James one twenty two instructs us not to merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but also to do what it says. So that's kind of our tagline, and we'll explain as we go along. And uh, all the episodes that we're going to do are, are going to be pretty much based on just how to act out uh, the scriptures and uh, how to bring, uh, you know, the words off the page and just incorporate it into our lives. And with me today is a friend of mine named Alexis. And Alexis, did you want to introduce yourself and say a few words? Yeah, my name is Alexis Juarez. Um, I am a good friend of Bud's and a fellow Christian and definitely love all things about the church and love all believers and um, just passionate about what we're talking about today and i'm excited and so uh when i first talked to alexis i think is when she was uh did an interview with me about the community store or something uh her and uh, tiffany came by and uh over the course of talking i don't know was that first uh, time or not but i was talking about one of the things that i'm passionate about is uh, we go to church and uh we just kind of sit in church uh sunday after sunday just week in week out year in year out it's kind of like we have become, uh, and I think I alluded to this in our, one of our first podcasts about being a, a professional student. We just always learn and never really graduate and go. And she says, gosh, I have a, a, a different phrase for that. I call it the constipated Christian. So this is the lady, Alexis is the girl that uh, actually uh, brought this um, constipated Christian to life. And then we did the logo. And um, so anyway, that's kind of what, it, you know, uh, how this evolved. So um, really from, uh, she's, a, um, she's a third my age, probably like Tia, uh, but she's a young mom, um, um, married, has two kids. Yes, and, two kids. And <clears throat> busy, and, uh, but just, she's on fire about uh, just what, what, what we're talking about. So, you know, uh, in some of the first, or I think the first episode or one of the episodes we talked about being too busy or just can't, uh, you know, can't engage or, um, 
just uh, I, I don't have anything that I can offer or whatever. So I just wanted uh, Alexis to kind of talk about how her family or how she views uh, going to church, what it means to her to actually read the Bible, and then uh, how does she act out her faith? Yeah, so for me, I've always been pretty busy, but God has always been first. And that's one thing that I've always told people is, you make time for what's important to you. So although we can all have reasons, we all have reasons and excuses of to not go to church or to not spend time with God or to not do what he's calling us to do. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to priorities and what's important to us. Because for me, God is just so important. He's number one that whatever I need to do for him, whatever um, he's requiring of me comes first. And so everything else, I just, I fill into the the spots. Um, obviously, like my family, my husband are number one also, but they come right underneath God. <laughs> God's first, right? And he's the one that helps me to do everything else. And he's the one that helps me to love my kids and to love my, my husband and to be a good friend and to be a good servant. And so to just stay in order and stay in line and to be able to do everything that um, God is requiring of me is just to put him first and take it day by day and ask him, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to spend my time on? And not just being busy because obviously we live in a culture that like kind of um, worships being busy, you know, they, they elevate it as importance, but that's not what's important. It's just being able to, um, prioritize what's most important and to put boundaries around what's not um and to not just busy ourselves and doing things for God but doing what God is asking us to do so that's just kind of how I live my life and um obviously not every God opportunity not everything that you could do for God God wants everyone to do <laughs> like God doesn't want me to do every type of service right now in this season because I have other responsibilities but always knowing that I'm doing what God wants me to do and staying in line with that. So that's that's kind of my perspective on it is I feel like every person just has to start with loving God more than yourself and more than your life to the point that you'll do whatever he wants you to do and everything he says comes first and it just comes naturally from there. And you know, that's a great point. We've talked about this before, but um you know, getting out of ourselves, you know, uh, the book, uh, Kyle Eidelman, The End of Me, uh, just talks about everything is about Christ, nothing about me. So, uh, you know, we talked about um, earlier when we were kind of preparing for this, that people are going to say, gosh, I'm too busy. I don't know what to do. I'm not qualified. You know, they have all kinds of excuses. And, you know, uh, not everybody is retired and, and I do things, uh, you know, my wife and I do things. We have a community store. We give away stuff every week in the food pantry and the, the homeless and the toy thing. And, you know, I, so that's my thing, but, but I have time to do that. So uh, contrasting to that would be somebody that is working a dual income. Uh, they got kids. They got to go to work. They got to, you know, they, they just have to get through the day, you know, to let, let alone their kids uh, at, at night and sports activities and dance and, you know, I don't know. But we both agreed that if we wake up in the morning and we just say, God, put something on my heart today that you want me to do for you. And I think it's just as simple as that. I mean, it's, it's not even a prayer. It's just mm -hmm. a, a, asking God to just 
interrupt me. You know, we also talked about being, you know, um, comfortable or being convenient or whatever. But, you know, really, it's about not being comfortable, not being convenient. I want God to tell me what's on his mind rather than me not um, filling up my day with what's on my mind. I think Alexis made a mm -hmm. comment that, you know, what's left over, then I'll, I'll uh, you know, spend some time doing that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to like giving God your best and not just your leftovers. Like mm. in the Bible, um, you know, God would get really mad at people who would give him sacrifices, but he knew that it was not their best. He gave, they were giving their leftovers. They were giving the stuff that nobody else would want. And sometimes we do that with God where we're like, oh yeah, God, I love you so much, but I'm going to give you whatever I have left after I spend time on everything else because my money is more important. My job is more important. Um, my, you know, passions, my ambitions are more important. Even my family is more important. And Jesus literally said, if you don't love me more than your mom, than your wife, than your kids, than everything else, then you're not worthy of me. Then you're not worthy of me. And so, I think it's just a different type of Christianity to really be so fully surrendered and so fully in love with God that you're okay with with literally laying down your life for him and being like, okay, God, whatever you want. If you want me to do this, I'll do this. If you want me to do this, I'll do this. But at the end of the day, um, you're first. You're first and you're last. And you're the only one that's going to be there at the end of the day. So um yeah, I think it just comes down to a mindset and a priority um, of importance for God where you're like, it's like a king coming to your house and you want to give him your best because you have reverence mm -hmm. for him. You have honor. And I think there's such a lack of reverence and honor for, for Christians nowadays towards God because they just see him as a friend. They just see him as this, you know, cool Jesus. And it's like, yeah, Jesus is, he is a friend. He is a brother. He is um, a father. But at the same time, he's a king and he deserves our best. He deserves like the beginning of our day. He be he deserves the end of our day. He deserves like our whole hearts. And only when we're in that spot can we truly like live our lives to the fullest of what he wants us to live and love people in the best way possible. So that's just kind of my mindset on it. And thank God our uh, that I love that scripture about, you know, we might have to leave our families if they're, you know, but thank God that our both of our families are in a, in agreement and in accordance with what we do. So mm -hmm. uh, that would be a tough one for me to do to choose between. I mean, obviously I'd have to follow Christ, but yeah. you know, to turn your back on your family and walk away from them just because uh, they're a hindrance to you or they're a stumbling block or whatever for you, that would be a tough uh, decision to you know to actually do. I mean, I know what I would have to do. So thank mm -hmm. God we both have families that are in, in agreement and. You know, we talked earlier uh, before we started the podcast about, you know, what life would look like, you know, uh, that very first day when Christ walked up to the disciples and, um, you know, uh, he didn't say, um, you know, we have to be inconvenient. You know, her and I have talked about being uh, inconvenienced or not being comfortable. So the convenience or comfortable way of uh, Christ uh, uh, talking to them would have been, you know, I don't want you to do anything different. Just go about your day and just um, invite people to come along with you. You know, just uh, bring them on your fishing boat. And then, you know, you can tell them about things that I've told you about or whatever. But just, you know, j just keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully uh, they'll come along and get the message. 
he really said just the opposite of that. He said, drop what you're doing. Don't go bury your dead. Don't go home. Just, uh, you know, you need to follow me now. And they responded. So, I mean, you know, he's not asking us to do that today, thank God, because I think a lot of us might not have that or they we, we wouldn't have the fortitude or the, you know, just to be able to do that. But to incorporate that mindset that, you know, to like she just alluded to, to get up in the morning and just say, I want to follow you. I want to do what you want me to do. So whether it's going to work, you know, and just talking to the people mm -hmm. at work, uh, at your sports activities that you are going to engage with your family and bring your kids to dance. I you know I'm going to dance here in a couple hours with my youngest granddaughter and just pray for uh, everything that you do. Um, that somebody will come across your path that you'll have an opportunity to witness to them or talk to them. So you don't have to be a, a minister or a preacher or somebody that, that does a community store or outreach or whatever, just uh, a, a fellow at our church, a, you know, one of the pastors, he makes a point to go to the same little girl or the same checker at Home Depot because he's built a relationship with her. And so he, he, he searches her out, waits in line. Hey, how you doing? And they, and they strike up a conversation. He tells her about, uh, what he does, where he goes to church, and uh, just opportunities to talk about God. It, it, even though how brief it is, it's just that put somebody in my path to accomplish your goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just like living on mission, you know, where your eyes and your ears are just attentive to the voice of God and learning to not just live for yourself because it's so easy to just go through a whole day and you're just thinking about you. You're thinking about your needs. You're thinking about your wants and everything like that. Um, and when you do that, you miss those moments to be interrupted, you know, and Jesus probably would have missed out on most of his miracles when he was on earth. If he was never willing to be interrupted, if he was never willing to be open to what God wanted to do over what he wanted to do, um, cause there was moments where he was going to do certain things and then other people would come up and be like, Hey Jesus, we need you. And he didn't say, Oh no, sorry. I have other plans today. You can like call my assistant. He's like, no, he stopped and he was willing to be inconvenient and, um, just be willing to be interrupted. And so I think that's, that's how we have to live our lives is just be open to what God wants to do because every single day has potential for, for miracles and for encounters and, for um, conversations. And the Bible says to make the most of every opportunity with outsiders, you know, um, to speak with love and with grace and to carry yourself as the light and the salt of the world. And so when you do that, just in your day-to-day -day lives, like God's going to bring you opportunities to live for him. And it may not look the same as another person, but that doesn't mean that it's not significant. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, that's another great point that you bring up that, um, <clears throat> you know, God's wisdom versus our wisdom. Uh, the earthly wisdom is going to say, no, listen, you need to get, uh, you know, get to work. You need to take care of your family. You need to do this. You need, 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 need. God has given us everything that we need. I mean, we, you know, we may want more things, but God is going to give us everything we need as long as we keep searching him out. So if we see, seek God's wisdom and not man's wisdom, you know, we might have to say sometime that, hey, listen, uh, I need to make a stop first because there's somebody that uh, God has put on my heart that I need to go by and visit or pray with or bring them something or just a small act of kindness, that, that gift of time that would not benefit us at, at all as far as what the world is seeing that we should be doing. But 
uh, and I know I, I brought this up before, and uh, I mentioned this uh, Francis Chan thing about that a rope illustration. You know, he he talks about this one inch, the, this little red tape he has on the end of the rope, and that's our that's our life here on Earth. And then the rest of this rope that just goes on forever is eternity. So the world's measure of a man would be, hey, listen, you're at this you know, you're at this quarter inch part of this red tape, you should be doing this or, or right here, you should be doing that. And he goes, and, and they say, you know, you, you know, you're so stupid for wasting all this time or whatever here on earth. And his comeback is, you know, you no, know, you're so stupid. This one inch is all I have to prepare myself for eternity for the whole rest of the rope. Mm -hmm. So we need to start thinking more in terms of that one inch of red tape here on earth that's going to determine millions and billions of years eternity. We can't even comprehend how long that's going to be. You know, we're here for like a gosh, you know, like a breath yeah. and then we're gone. So we really have to re uh, you know, reset our thinking about, you know, the world's wisdom and our boss and our jobs and on. I know we have to do what we have to do, but we have to uh, also incorporate God. If you want to interrupt me, even if it's with my boss, you know, and now that I'm thinking about, uh, easy for me to say I'm not working, but, you know, even an opportunity to talk to my boss, you know, hey, by the way, you know, this is what I did Sunday or, you know, uh, look for ways to incorporate these little uh, insertions, I guess, into your uh, daily life of, uh, you know, just anybody that, that, that God has put in your path. And he'll tell you, I mean, if you if you pray about each morning, he's going to show you who that person is and you'll know who it is at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think with all this, it's just really getting to a point where literally your faith is your life and it's it's shown with your life. And people can just look at you and they see something different. Like they see the light in you because of how you live and how you treat people. And a lot of times people will be Christian, but they're not living it and they don't act like it. And so people don't know. Like I, I think it's sad when sometimes people can only tell that we're Christian because of like what we put on Facebook, you know, um, like our Facebook status, like, oh, I'm Christian. Um, it just should be an obvious thing about you. Like it should just be a character trait, honestly. Um, and so a lot of it is just putting it all to action and not just keeping it inside of like everything that you feel because Jesus didn't just die so that way we could feel loved and so we could feel like we are important. <laughs> Jesus died so that way we could be the light of the world and so we could help others um, to feel loved and important. And it's supposed to be like an avalanche effect. It's not supposed to just stop at us. Um, and so I think that's that's what I hear as like God really wanting to speak through this message of just us speaking together is just – God's really wanting people to live their faith out in their day-to-day -day life in a way that's not complicated and it's not like anything else they've ever seen, but it's just a personal relationship and it's just walking it out day by day and seeing what God wants them to do. And, you know, we talked earlier <clears throat> just prior to, the, uh, to, to this podcast about things we're going to talk about. You know, uh, being a Christian, the word Christian uh, has different meanings to different people, especially around the world. I mean, if you're a, uh, a person that's been, uh, you know, persecuted and you're a Christian, I mean, that's just a sign of honor and you're just you're so proud to be associated with that and on and on. And people look up to, uh, I mean, people that, that are Christians are just, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're just so enamored with this. I mean, that's their whole life, their whole mindset. 
contrast that to uh, being a Christian in America, and I'm not being judgmental or whatever, but sometimes people have told me in my outreaches that, you know, they don't like the word Christian. It has a negative connotation because they look at us as being hypocritical, judgmental, if we're really going to love our neighbors as ourselves, or look at uh, them as equals or as, um, you know, Christ looked at, uh, upon others. They, uh, uh, you know, I was telling um, Alexis, one of the things that, that, uh, that I had done. Every time you say Alexa, I mean, Alexis, it thinks that you're talking to oh, Alexa. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm changing her name. <laughs> Anytime I talk to my friend about this, um, about the Christian or, uh, you know, the, the word Christian versus being Christ-like uh, is, is what my point was going to be. So um, when I did something for somebody, uh, he said, you know, I don't particularly care for Christians. It was a homeless guy, but he liked what I did because it was more Christ-like. And I told him, I said, gosh, don't think of me as being a Christian. If that's your problem, if that's your hang up, think of me as being Christ-like because that's all I want to be as Christ-like. So, uh, you know, we want to think about these acts of kindness, these these gifts of time, these gifts of time that we are not only preaching to people or telling them what the, the Bible says or what Christ is like, we're showing them. We want them to feel that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what I want to leave people with whenever I, you know, walk away from somebody. I don't want them to think that I'm just doing this because I'm a Christian. I want to do I want them to feel I'm doing this because I'm following what Christ wants me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just say so. Um, you know, we've uh, kind of come to the end of our, um, for this podcast, we want to try to keep them fairly short or whatever. So um, we, we, but we do want to uh, have, um, I won't say her name, my friend, so don't cl <laughs> click that thing off, about uh, telling you uh, what we'd like you to do as far as, you know, um, you know, beyond our, uh, our podcast here. Yeah. So if you like this conversation that we've had and just this whole topic that um, Bud has on his heart and this whole constipated Christian is about, um, please like this and share this um, because people need to be encouraged to walk in their faith. Um, and if you're somebody that doesn't know Jesus and um, hasn't accepted him, we just want to read Romans 10, 9 to you that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So we just want you to know that wherever you are, whoever you are, Jesus is so open to you. And all you have to do is start believing in him and let him in. And, you know, that's not just an empty invitation. I mean, that's uh, people say this is so uh, complicated, whatever. That's all you have to do to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, you know, from there, you might not even know what you're doing. But if it's on your heart, you, you know, you've heard this and, and, and you do want to acknowledge Christ, then, uh, you know, like she says, that uh, just just read that scripture out loud. And then the next step would be to, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, try to seek out a, a, a local church, I, I would say, in your area and just uh, find out, you know, tell them what you did and to tell them that you want to find out more about uh, being a Christian or, you know, Christ-like or just joining a church and, you know, just surrounding yourself with uh, other people that are, are believers and uh, have this new identity and, uh, you know, fellowship with people. And then, of course, obviously start reading the Bible. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. 
However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.